the sword, sword prophetic training class one is what we will deal with tonight. The whys of the prophetic is what I will get into tonight as well. Um, might not get to all of that because there's ten of those. So reading one, um, that is what you will do on your own, and then we will come and have group discussions to start off the class about the reading one. So we do that on our own. And then the, the big one that is in the folders is the character building, okay? We're doing those on our own as well. I will also start teaching, um, our teaching off with highlights from those things. And so um, the next class is in two weeks. So I would like us to do lesson one, lesson two. This is a great opportunity get with people and have a study group outside of here, okay? Um, we don't have it every Wednesday, so maybe on next Wednesday, you want to have a group at your house or have a group of coffee and go over these things, okay? Perfect time because this is about also building community, building a prophetic community because um, once we start talking about the prophetic, we start dealing with a demonic power called Jezebel. Okay, um, Jezebel is not a woman. It is a controlling, manip manipulating spirit that does not like prophets. Okay, so um, we we want to build a community. We want to build a um, close bond with prophetic people. And the more prophetic people we have, um, the better we can see because we only see in part. We know in part. Okay, all right. Um, if we do, I'm, I'm gonna go back to. This, so this is, please be courteous. If we do have side conversations and I see it, I will pause, okay? Because it is distracting me as well from teaching. Teaching for me is very different than preaching. Um, I get distracted real easy. Okay, um, we want to please be on time because I have a lot to share with you in a short amount of time and we are, it is a weekday. Most of us gotta work and most of you guys have kids that you gotta get to bed and to school and all that. Um, and then be hungry for more of God because this is ultimately what this is about. Um, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. We will talk about exactly what that means in another class, okay? All right, so this is going to be an introduction to uh, prophecy. If you can uh, take out your paper and you see on class one where it says activation. That is what we are going to do now. Okay, activation. So when you see A, B, and C, and this is straight out of the Bible, so this is not some like mojo, whatever, this is straight out of the Bible, and we're gonna all do this together. Um, we're all gonna do this together, and we are going to recite this. Okay, the first one is, Lord, give us, give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's all say that together. Ready? Go. Lord, give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Okay, the second one. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that I may know the hope of his calling. Let's do that together. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that I may know the hope of his calling. Okay, C. 
Open my eyes to see and my ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Open my eyes to see and my ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Okay, so one, one foundational thing that we have to realize before I get into this teaching, that you cannot separate yourself from the church because you are the church. Okay? Jesus did not die for a building. He died for the church used. Okay? And the reason why we are the church is because we are supposed to make him a sanctuary inside of us. Okay? So when you say, when you say negative things about the church, you're actually saying negative things about yourself. Because we are, he said that I'm coming back not for people, I'm coming back for my church which is my bride, okay? And that is all of us collectively. Okay, so we have to have a love for the church. All right, here we go, are we ready? Yes. All right, let's get into this. Prophecy, this is one of my favorite things to teach ever, 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 okay. So the purpose of prophecy, here we go. We're starting at one. The purpose of prophecy and of hearing God's voice is not only to find out what God wants to do, but to reconnect people with who God is. Okay, I'm going to read that again. The purpose of the prophetic and of hearing God's voice is not only to find out what God wants to do, but to connect or reconnect people with who God is. Okay? This is the basis of prophecy, period. This is why we don't prophesy, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to stand bold and say it, and this is going online, and I'm still saying it. That's why we don't prophesy who's going to marry who. That's why we don't prophesy um, different things. Now, God can give a word about, oh, maybe this person or maybe that person, but we don't say for definite that people's going to marry people because we don't point people to people. We point people to God, and they point them to people, and God points them to people, period. Okay? It is all about, prophecy is all about God first and foremost. So we always are going to direct people's relationship back to God. That is the purpose. Okay? Now, there is a difference between prophecy and word of knowledge, which we'll get into. Word of knowledge is a knowing. You can know something, but it's not directly saying, do this, do that, do this. Okay? It is, I know something past, present, or future, and I'm sharing this knowledge with you. And, and we'll get into that. Alright? Now, the next thing. Okay? Let's, 1 Corinthians 14.3. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 14.3. Okay? It's in the New Testament. Next week I have to go to the tail because I feel like I got scared. <laughs> First Corinthians 
14 and 3. I can hear myself breathing too. <laughs> First Corinthians 14, 3.
Alright, this next scripture, and we're going to park here just for a second. So 4 is 1 Corinthians 13 and 2. That's what you were writing in that blank. 1 Corinthians 13 and 2. Okay, I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. And it says, And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing. Okay? Let's part. Just for a second. Yes. So, 1 Corinthians 13.2. Here's what we have to understand, everybody. You got to get this. This is important. Very important. The foundation of prophecy, okay? The foundation of prophecy is love. Period. We, let me, let me say this, I'm gonna say this loud, I'm gonna say this clear. We do not prophesy to people we don't like. We don't do it. Here's why. Even if you feel like you're accurate, it is now tainted. Because we feel some type of way about the person. And so we don't, there is no way that we can mix oil and vinegar. There's no way. There is no way that those two things will ever mix. God will never give us Something about someone when he knows he can't trust us with it. Even if it's good. Why? Why even if it's good? Does anybody know? You guys want to guess? Why even if it's good? Even if it's something good. Well, because it's for strengthening edification and comfort. Okay. Yes. <laughs> because our heart's not in the right place. Our heart is not in the right place. Great. There's one part that I'm looking for. That's it. Those two answers are right. There's just one word I'm looking for. Okay? Anybody know? Okay? If you have unforgiveness, why would he give you a word for that person? That's very true. Here's why. Okay? Comes down to one word. You guys are going to be like, dang, I was thinking that. It comes back to love, but one word. Jealousy. Jealousy. Why would he show you something about someone saying that God, he's going to do something great in their life, and you're like Jonah, and you're waiting on the mountain. We'll get to that. And you're waiting on the mountain for them. God told Jonah to deliver a word. Okay? Of restoration. Right. And right there, God was testing Jonah's heart. Do you know we heard nothing else about Jonah no. from that point on? Because they received what he had to say, but he didn't like them. Go ahead. He didn't like them. So what happened? What happened? He waited on the mountain top for them to die. He wanted them to die. What? 
kind of sickness. Right? But his job was done because, why was his job done? Because he was connecting them back with God. But he wanted his outcome because he thought they didn't deserve it. And it is very easy for us to get into that when we don't like someone. And I'm going to tell you this. When you don't like someone and you, you're wanting a prophetic word for them, it almost always is going to be a good word. Because God can't trust you with anything else. Prophecy is not to hurt people. Prophecy is for what class? Uh-oh, y'all not on your toes. Prophecy is for what class? Okay, strengthening, encouragement, edification, okay, and comfort. That's it. Okay? All right. I'm going to go back on you guys, so make sure you're ready, all right? Okay. Although all spirit-filled Christians can prophesy, it does not make everyone who prophesies a prophet. Now, we will get into what it actually means to be a prophet, and guess what? I don't wish it on anyone. I really don't. Okay? Um, really, before you want to be a prophet, you need to hang around a prophet. Okay? Before you really want to be a prophet, you need to hang around a prophet and see the warfare that prophets go Okay? It is unlike any other warfare. But we all, we're all here because we all can prophesy. Every spirit-filled believer should be able to prophesy. Every single one of us, at any given moment, should be able to be used by God to prophesy. Okay? There's a difference between being a prophetic person, a seer, or a prophet. And we'll, and you guys are learning all those terms. Right? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, real quick, this scripture again. Okay? Prophetic anointings can vary, okay, um, levels and stages, beginning with the basic prophecy, which is encouragement edification, and comfort. Okay? I'm going to drive that home, and I'm going to drive that home, and I'm going to drive that home. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Follow the way of love, there we go again, and earnestly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Why do I think it, it says especially prophecy? Okay? It connects. Great answer. It brings people back to the Father. Why does he want us to desire spiritual gifts? I think some of us are stuck because we feel like it is a bad thing to desire a spiritual gift. But it's not bad to desire spiritual gifts. It's like, oh, I'm trying to cover this. I just want this for this reason. I just want that for that reason. But we are supposed to desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. Did you have something? It is scary. It is. It is. I thought I was a freak for a long time. I thought that I was like, I need to check into a mental institution. No, seriously. 
because of the things that I would know and then it just happened. Now it's like, it's so normal to me. I'm like, people come to me, I'm like, yeah, I knew that already. But it, before I was like, what? I am a freak. Call me now for your free read, right? I thought I was a freak, right? But why is it important that we desire spiritual gifts, especially that we prophesy, okay? We got the answer connect, okay? That's a good answer. We got to answer bring people back to God, okay? Why is, it, why is that important? Why is prophecy so important? And if you don't know, because you really don't know the meaning of prophecy, then we're going to get there. But what do you think? Yes. To bring, to bring truth about a person's life. Okay, bring truth about personal life. We'll get into that. That's a good answer. To bring hope. To bring hope. <laughs> Love that answer. Love that answer. Yes. I think it's like the revelation of God to people. Because that's one of the things that brought me back. It's just like no way. Because you can't know if it's not a God. Bingo. To reveal the very nature of God. To reveal the very nature of who God is. When we prophesy, we tell somebody that he cares about your life. That he knows even the smallest detail about your life. Okay, I'm going to tell the story real quick. We think that prophecy is insignificant. Okay, okay. We can connect on this probably more than anybody actually, right? We don't really like just going up people talking to them, right? So if God tells you to tell somebody, I love them, and you know that that's not something that you just do, and we're like, well, that's insignificant because pastor just read somebody's book, right? He just told them this, 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 and this, and this, but he's going to give me a word to say I love you. What? That's, that's not God. That's not prophecy. It is prophecy. Tell me why, okay? I was... Um, reading about a man who had that simple word, okay, that he loved, God loved him. Did you, did you know that that person that he told that to struggled believing that? And they lived in bondage because of it. They were a believer, they were going through the motions, but that simple thing saved that person's life from committing suicide. Because he felt like God was so dead. They did not know that that was something inside of them that was really tormenting them. They did not believe that God loved them. And that simple word. See, we don't have to be so super spiritual. I feel like God is telling me. You don't have to get King James Version. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. He said that he loves you this day. And he loves you with an everlasting love. No, no. 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 But I look at you like you're extra. <laughs> right? And so we, we, want, we want to be obedient to God in the little bit. Because what happens sometimes is he'll say, tell this person I love them. And then boom, download. Here it comes. Because he wants to trust he wants to know if he can trust you just with that little bit. Then more comes. Okay? Alright. This is helping somebody tonight. Alright. 
So we have to desire that we prophesy, okay? Desire to reveal the very nature of God. That's what I want you to put. Desire to reveal the very nature of God. Just write that in your notebook if you have a notebook or on your side thing. Desire. Have you ever sometimes too desired to reveal the very nature of God? Have you ever sometimes too like just felt like you didn't even have a word for somebody but God was like talk to that person? And you really didn't even know what to say, but he's like, talk to that person. And you're like, I don't really want to talk to that person. I don't know. No, I need you to talk to that person. And then once you open it up and start talking to this person, then it goes, bam, this is who I'm talking to you, right there. And then God will start revealing things. Or God, this is what happened to me all the time. People all the time tell me like, Pastor, I don't know why. Whenever I talk to you, I spill more than I want to. That's the Lord. Okay. Because a lot of times when you spill that, God has already shown me something in prayer. And it's confirmation for what I need to be praying for. Okay? All right. Let's talk about what this means. Understand that with the prophetic also, that it will seem like um, we are taking turns from like witches and things like that. No. Understand that the enemy cannot create anything. He mimics what God does. Prophets work before psychics. Come on, somebody. So these next turns to foretell or to foretell, there is a difference. Does anybody know what it means to foretell? F-O-R-E. Tell. Or foretelling. What does that mean? Anybody know? <laughs> hmm? Yes. Come on. There's no dumb answers. Let's just call it out. To foretell. Okay? Okay. Foretelling is not the same. I'll say this first. So people want to just limit prophecy to the future. Prophecy does not only reveal the future. Okay? The prophet is also a foreteller. So there's a difference between foretelling, future, okay? Foretelling, and I'll give you the better definition of it, and I'll give you that. Foretelling is not the same as fortune telling, palm reading, star stargazing, crystal gazing, or zodiac signs. That stuff is up the devil. I'm going to say that again. That is up the devil. I'm going to say it again. That is up the devil. If people are coming up to you and like, give me a prophetic word, give me a prophetic word, and you're trying to conjure something up, don't do it. You just slipped into witchcraft. It is only when God downloads or drops it like it's hot. Can you give somebody a word? I have people all the time in my inbox all the time because they know that I'm a prophet. They will say, can you give me a word about this? this? And I'm like, I'm going to pray for you. And if God gives you a word, 
He will reveal that to you. And nine times out of ten, it's never the word that they want. Okay? Alright. So, foretelling is to tell ahead of time. Yes, foretelling is to tell ahead of time. The things that are on the mind of God concerning a person, place, people, plural, or events. Or events. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it again. Foretelling is to tell ahead of time the things that are on God's mind concerning a person, people, places, or events. The reference for that is Isaiah 46. 10. Okay. I just feel something like just bubbling up. Okay. Um, God already knows the end from the beginning, guys. Yes. So when we tell, when we talk about foretelling, okay. This is an example. An example would be, okay, I'm going to use you as an example. Okay, can I use you as an example? We were sitting in the living room one, one time. I did not know when, but the Lord just dropped it on me. You guys will be moving in February. Okay, by February is what I said. The Lord just told me. This was a year before it happened. Okay, and this is the steps that the Lord had you. They believed she was like, she, she believed it, but she was like, Lord, I don't, I don't know about this. Because it, it, it took faith, right? Because, and she'll tell the full testimony one day, I'm not going to get into that, but it really took faith to believe that. It really did. And so, their, their mouth was open because God had already told Justin that. Already told Justin, and I was just confirming what God was saying. We were having a normal conversation. Okay? And, and, and God did that, right? God told her before he told me, and it was confirming that he wanted us to teach on love for February. She had a lesson prepared for the month of February for the youth about love. I didn't know it. The same day she sent the email. The Lord had already spoke to me, and I was like, what is going on? Okay? That is foretelling, before time, and God always uses confirmation. He does that with us all the time. It's just like, how did you, what? Okay, When we start doing that, guys, we're prophetically in sync, and there is no stopping us. Okay? Alright. So, foretelling. Or forth telling, on the other hand, means to speak forward, to tell what is on the mind of God now. Okay? Now. 
What is God saying now? Foretelling future. Foretelling now. Place a wall. Woo! All right, you guys. I hope you guys are learning something. Yes. All right. Yes. We're going to put this into practice. So, just be ready for it. Let's go. All right. I'm so excited about the exercise we're going to do. Oh my gosh. Okay. So excited. All right. How prophecy is received. Are we ready for it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to butcher these Greek names, <laughs> these Hebrew names, but I want to teach you something real quick. So the Bible is, and we'll learn this with, with love when I start teaching on love. The Bible was written in Greek and Hebrew. Okay? The reason why you hear people say the Greek definition is because they're trying to get to the original intent. So our word love in the Bible, you actually have to be careful of which love we're talking about. Because there's five meanings of the word love. Okay? So if you're reading Songs of Solomon, why are you reading that book? The whole Bible is good. But Songs of Solomon sometimes a little X-rated, right? Um, and so it's mainly talking about sexual love, eros. Okay? Sexual love. In the New Testament, a lot is talking about agape love, which is the love of God, unconditional love, or when it refers to Jesus and his disciples, it's talking about brotherly love. I'll get into all this. All I'm saying is Hebrew is important to understand, so you'll hear me refer to a lot of Hebrew words. So, Nafi, Dion is better with these Hebrew words than I am. Okay, it means to let drop like rain. Yes, the first one. To let drop like rain. Okay, let me explain. Okay, let me explain. So, it doesn't mean that Prophecy is dropping like rain, and I'm just enjoying the mist. <laughs> what it literally means is a bucket. It means it is drawing, it is dropping like rain, but he's revealing it little by little. Okay? It's like he gives me one piece one day, and then I'm irritated because it's like, will you? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to give it to you when you least expect. Then it comes again. And you're like, oh, that goes with that. Great. He'll tell you something in a car. It drops like rain. Then he'll reveal something in a dream that goes with something. So it is a slow pour. Okay? That's what that means. You, with that, you have to be patient and let it develop. Okay? Massa. <laughs> it, is, it is the Hebrew word used to refer to 
the hand of the Lord. This is a strong prophetic utterance. Okay? You will hear a lot in the Old Testament, or read rather, in the Old Testament, the hand of the Lord came upon me, and he anointed me to prophesy. This is a strong prophetic utterance where it literally feels like the hand of God just slapped you with a downward. Bah! And there it is. This is almost always an instantaneous word. This side, the hand of the Lord is on me to prophesy, and I am under. And this is not the normal prophecy that just comes from within or a bubbling up. Okay? This is a, it is on me for this minute, and I cannot shake it. Okay? His hand is on me. Okay. Nabi, which means to bubble up. To boil forth. To pour forth words. To bubble up. To boil forth. To pour forth words. Now, this is. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to say this. I tell them all the time. I don't know sometimes whether it's prophecy or the bubble guts. <laughs> because it literally feels like a bubbling in your stomach bubbling forth. I'm like, oh, do I gotta prophesy? Do I gotta go to the <laughs> This actually is kind of <laughs> the most common type of prophecy. And it doesn't always, it just feels like that for me. So for you, it could be an intense excitement. It's just, ooh, God just wants me to say this. Okay? And it, it feels like something just stirring on the inside. I think about it like a, a, a soda that's been shaken. It's like bubbling forth. It's boiling forth. Okay? And this is the most common type of prophecy. Okay? The last one is to speak forth the mind and counsel of God. This one partners with the spirit or the gift of wisdom. To speak forth the mind and counsel of God. Okay. Yes, this one goes with prophetic wisdom because this one really, you see the word prophet in there, in that word? This really is for like seasoned prophets. So they declare something for a year or a time or something like that. Now, I know me being the pastor, sometimes it's like I get up and say things. But you really have to pay attention to when I am being the pastor and when I am being the prophet because there are certain things that I prophesy out to prepare you for the season. So you really got to pay attention to what I'm saying. 
Okay? Because I have learned not to be overly dramatic. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, right? I don't get up and do that anymore. You stupid. I got King James on a real quick. The Lord is speaking forth to you. They look at me like, shut up. Okay. Okay. So you have to really pay, you have to really pay attention. Okay? I know um, she goes to the River Church. I know that Pastor Lou does that a lot too. You have to pay attention because when you have a prophet as a pastor as well, you have to pay attention. It's not just us up here saying stuff. You really have to pay attention. I don't know if you guys remember last year, we sat down, I said, we're doing the fast. For this year, 2019, it is going to be a rough year. We have to stand in faith. I said Few people caught it. And then we're surprised. This year is so tough. I told you. Okay? We have to pay attention to what God is speaking to us. Okay? Because he always gives us strategy for it. All right. Prophetic wisdom. Are we ready? All right. The word God gives you must be spoken within the character, it's written there for you, I think, and personality of Jesus. If you flip the page. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, Because if you read about the life of Jesus, he was always handing people their life prophetically. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Even when they were plotting against him. He would be speaking and teaching. He would be speaking and teaching them. And he'll be like, oh, wait, I perceive in your heart that you're trying to set me up. Right. <laughs> Prophecy will tell you the true motives of people. I'm not talking about speculation because you don't like their personality. I'm talking about true heart motive. Okay, two. What is the heart and personality of Jesus? It is love. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 13, 17. Proverbs 13, 
17. Huh? No, uh, no. What did I say? 13, 17. This is good for us to highlight in our mark. Proverbs 13, 17. Are more precious 
Gold would be very precious to all of us. Every single one of us. If you say that it wouldn't be, you not tell the truth. Okay? Because if you had you some gold, you would not have to work. Hallelujah, somebody. Right? And it would be, it would be very valuable or precious to all of us. Or if you have a pure gold ring or a pure diamond ring, it probably has significant value in as far as money, but it has sentimental value as well. So it means that much more to you. What he is saying is that God is saying, you mean more than that to me. Okay? And so when we we have to treat the prophetic like not only us, because we will prophesy out of how we view ourselves too. So when we understand that we are valuable to God, we will see her as valuable, her as valuable, her as valuable, and I will prophesy out of that place. I will treat every person I give a prophetic word with with dignity and self-respect. Come on, somebody. All right. Okay, can I tell you something as well? Sidebar, and we'll really get into this with the side, with the with the teaching. Sometimes God will show you something on somebody else's that's actually for you. That's why you gotta seek God. If He shows you change around somebody, you gotta seek God and see if that's really change around them or is that change around you? Uh oh. Okay, the, the second thing, class, we already learned this. Prophecy is for what? And comfort to the church. Okay? So, prophecy is not confusion, degrading, or condemnation. Those are the opposite of if your prophetic word leaves me confused, it's not from God. Now, I have encountered people who said they're confused, and you know you ain't confused at all. You just mad that you got corrected. And we'll deal with that. But if your word leaves somebody in a state of confusion, Maybe that was not your intent. Maybe you just didn't communicate it the way God really was telling you to communicate. And that happens. But we can't get pumped up in our pride when somebody comes to us and say, can you explain what you meant by this? You can't say, ah, that was the word of the Lord and you're taking it or leave it. No. No, that's pride. You have to be willing to go and say, Okay, which part confused you? And if you don't know, you okay, let's pray together right now. Don't brush them off. I'll pray about it and get back to you. Don't brush them off. Let's pray together right now and let's see what God was saying by that. Because maybe I missed a word or a phrase or something. And it happens. Okay? Sometimes I get so overwhelmed with what God is saying that I'm just like, my hand is spinning. I'm like, God, you've got to make clear who you're talking to and what you're saying. That does happen. Okay? So, but we have to, 
the true marks of true prophecy, or if you were being truly used by God, is your humility. Okay? All right, number three, the one we don't really like. Prophecy can bring correction and warning. In biblical times, God often uses prophets to bring words of correction and warning. Some think this was only done in the Old Testament, but it is not true. Jesus rebuked the scribes and Pharisees. He did it all time about. And he warned Israel to return to God. Peter warned Simon in Acts 8, 20 through 22. But Peter said to them, may your silver perish with you. Because you have thought that you can, you have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Therefore, therefore, restoration, repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. Okay? There is always restoration with the rebuke. If you are giving a rebuke without restoration, it is not true prophecy. God always rebukes us and then say, come here now, I love you. Okay? It is like, it, it is like when you spank your kids. Right. You're not doing it to be vindictive or ugly or nasty or anything like that. You're doing it to correct them and then later on you're not like, now, now get away me. You, you're not doing that forever. You might say that in a moment. But that love is not lost is what I'm saying. Okay? It's the same thing with God. And if people don't receive your rebuke, it shouldn't be you that's rebuking them in the first place. It should be God. It's not your prophetic word in the first place. It's God. Why are we getting, if it's really God, you're not going to be upset. You're going to shake the dust on your feet and say, well, it's between you and God now. Okay? This last one that we're going to do today. Prophecy can provide direction and enhance vision. Okay? Where there is no vision, people perish. God may use someone to speak prophetic words that will direct, will bring direction, purpose, and vision to another person excuse me, or group, all right? So what this simply means is God will say to someone like, I'm going to teach you this. It is okay to ask questions when you're not quite sure, okay? Like, I think you guys, some of you guys have seen that when I was prophesying um, to a young man, I brought him up and said, do you play a sport? Okay? I saw a sport, but I wanted to confirm that with him. And it's okay to do that. Okay? Because God will show you sometimes a picture, and you're like, okay, let me make sure I got this right. And then proceed with the prophetic. Proceed with the prophetic word. All y'all start looking at it like the devil was in it or something. Okay. Okay, where you said God will show you when it went snap. <laughs> okay. So, 
we have to understand, we have to understand that he will give you direction for somebody's life. You need to pursue school. Because God is trying to do this, this, and this. That is giving directive. Right? He even told me sometimes, you need to get, told me to tell people, you need to get out that job that's toxic. That's giving direction. Right? And God will use us to do that. But we just have to make sure it's God and it's not our opinion. And especially not our triggers. Uh-oh. Because some situations can trigger us into saying things that stop God. All right? Okay. Are there any questions on that? I didn't read this. Reading and studying, seeking and praying is how we increase the voice of God in our life. Prophecy starts with the little subtle things. Prophecy also starts with the, the voice that you hear God with on a daily basis. Okay? God has literally stopped me several times just by his still small voice. You have to be open to hearing his voice all the time. Not just sometimes, all the time. Because he will direct you. Okay? I, when I, I don't know about you guys, when I go shopping, I have a very strategic way I shop. I always go to meat first. Okay? It's, it's just the way I shop. Then sometimes I'll loop back the vegetables. doesn't make sense because the vegetables is right here, right? There's a, but if God is, if I know that God is leading me somewhere else, I just follow that lead. And it starts with those little subtle things. Making God's voice, this is important to know, a priority in your life. Yeah. When you said voice when I was younger, I used to always think of a physical voice. And now that I'm older, I realize that that just, could be just an unction. So I'll teach you this. That's a very good point. When God speaks to you most of the time, you're not going to hear an audible voice. If you hear an audible voice, that's awesome. I've only heard an audible voice from God a handful of times. It's not always an audible voice. First of all, it will scare the, the mess out of you. Um, that's number one. Number two, God is spirit. We are spirit trapped in earthen vessels. That's what you got to understand. We're, we are not flesh and blood. That's not who we are. We're actually spirit beings. Okay? When God speaks to us, he speaks to our spirit. That's why something can hit you and it can feel like it just came out of nowhere. It came from somewhere. You just can't trace it. It's God speaking to you. Have you ever, like, just knew something? I'm sure all of us just knew something was going to happen before it happened. You just knew it. Yeah. That is God's voice in your life. You just know it. Like, nobody can shake you from knowing it. You just know. Okay? It, it's crazy because I can, if I spend time in prayer, it's kind of crazy. And it's kind of, it's, it's crazy sometimes. If I spend time in prayer in the morning, and I, I believe this is why uh, sometimes 
I can have my alarm set and it won't go off and stuff like that. Because the enemy tries to interrupt that. Because if I sit time praying, I probably know what's going to happen. 75% of what's going to happen, probably know. By that time in prayer. Especially if it is a situation that is going to cause me to probably act out of character. Right? God warns me beforehand. Like, ooh, and don't you say nothing either. Right? Well, if you say something, say this. Okay? So God will warn you. And you know that his voice is increasing in your life when you just feel like something's going to happen. Or this is going to happen. Or I'm going to have a hard conversation. Okay? He will do it. I'm telling you. And it's crazy because I'm like, I knew it. We call it, what, is it, what do you call it? You call it deja vu. Yeah. Right? It's a demonic term, by the way, so I'm using that term. <laughs> okay. It is, put language to it, it is foretelling. It is knowing what's going to happen in the future. Okay? Deja vu is actually uh, the name of a demonic spirit. Oh, okay? So we won't stop using that term. He's just like, uh, <laughs> it's the devil. Oh, I, I swear this is going to happen before. I'm having deja vu. You don't want to have that. You don't want to have that. Like, here I am. No. Stop using it. Okay? Is there any questions about what we went over tonight? Did you learn something tonight? Yes. I learned a lot. Yes. My brain's too. Okay. And we're going to learn even more. We're going to dive so deep into this thing. Because when you really understand this, it is going to be so much easier to flow in it. And again, I'm trying to create a culture of the prophetic. One thing that the prophetic really does is it will grow a ministry. Because when you start prophesying to unbelievers, they're going to be like, how did you know that? Right. Okay? And that is really, when we have the boldness to go out there, you will actually see the prophetic like you've never seen it before. Okay? I have literally stood on stages with un and it's always an unbeliever. God will have me call out their name in the middle of just because God knows them like that. And I'll call out their name. And I will tell you that most of the time when the Lord has me do that, um, has had me do that when I've been on revivals, they're in church serving God to this day. Come on. Amen. Okay? And so we have to make the prophetic a priority. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm so excited about this next this next part. You can pause it. I want you guys to take just a second and I want you guys to you guys get snacks, but let's talk at our tables real quick about some of the things that we learned tonight. Um, some of the things that and then I want you guys to make a commitment at your table as well to how are you going to make the voice of God a priority 
from here until the next time we meet, okay? Hmm. Go. Cool. <laughs> you get my siblings right over here. But the purpose um, also is not to give you information alone. It is to walk in transformation. Because information without transformation is a devastation. Ooh, hold on. Let me write that down. Hold on, wait a second. Wait, 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 one second. So, information without transformation is a devastation. Ooh. I'm spelling all these words wrong. I know. <laughs> it's That's not hurt. me. Okay. No. <laughs> information without what? Without Transformation. Transformation is a devastation. devastation. T-R-A-N. So what I want to do is equip you. Not just train you, but to equip you. And the only way to equip you is we believe, or we have this, this, this false facade that when we come into the, the Christian faith that we don't have to learn anything. That we don't have to, okay, back up. We don't have to be trained in anything anymore. It's just instantaneous. I get saved and I'm laying hands and prophesying the moment I get saved. That's not true. Jesus went through training. Jesus did not start his ministry until he was 30. And he was always the Messiah. Yeah. The disciples went through three years of training. Paul went through training. We have to be trained. Okay? At the front of your package, it says this. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Some versions say trained to discern both good, and it got cut off, and evil. We have to be trained. Okay? Before I was able to prophesy, before I, I was in ministry about five years before I was named a prophet. And it was not a self-named thing. You cannot self-name yourself a prophet. I heard it in prayer, and then I thought it. I'm like, I'm not telling nobody. Then my pastor came up and was like, I just wanted to declare on earth, he's a prophet, and we're going to have a ceremony and make him a prophet. I'm like, no, don't want it. I fought it for weeks. You're not talking to me. I don't know. I'll preach. That's fine. I want to prophesy. But it's okay to desire it, is what I found out. Because now, it is literally a part of my DNA. I don't know what I would do without it. So I'm serious. So what we're going to do is I'm going to hand each table a folder, or whatever these things is. And in it, you will find two pictures of the same thing. The reason why I did that 
is because more people can look at it. And you will find one word. We're going to focus on that one word first. I'm going to turn up the music. We're going to quiet ourselves in our journals first. We are going to write what God is saying about that one word. What we feel God is saying about that one word. Okay? Then we are going to switch to the prophetic picture. And we're going to look at the prophetic picture and we're going to do the same thing. Then we're going to talk about it in our groups. And I won't make everybody say it out loud. Only if you feel like you want to. Okay? But it is very important... Why are you doing this? Because God speaks to whenever I need a word from God, I appeal or I go do something that I have a problem with, shopping. I really do. Whenever I need a word from God. And every single time, without fail, there's a shirt or a label or something that God speaks to me through. Without fail. No, no, I'm not saying no. no. Do not take this as pastor said. I need a prophetic word, so I need to shop. And then you're gonna be like, "Honey, pastor said I need to shop." Give me a card. I am not getting in trouble. Okay. I got money. Stop. I got money. He's a bitch. That is not what I'm saying. I window shop. There is not a right wrong answer. This is what you. Feel like God is speaking to you. And you're like, what if God doesn't speak? If you seek him, he's going to speak. This is a part of desiring to have the nature and revelation of God revealed. So we got to desire that right now in this moment. And God could be speaking just to you. Most of the time, he will. God could be speaking to us collectively, or he could be speaking to the church at large. Okay? So, I'm going to turn this on. Um, I'm going to borrow one of you guys' pictures. I'm going to take it to at words, and I'm going to take it to the onliners, so you guys can participate in this as well. Um, and you guys can message me your answers. This is kind of hard. I need to give Dion a hard one because God speaks to him to pain. So. Oh. Like, I'm going oh, baby. He kind of wrote because I had no idea. And he kind of wrote on top, like, kind of what, he's, what he saw. So it's kind of hard. Okay. Um. What does that mean? Okay. So 
quiet yourself, pray. Yes, write it first in your journal. Okay, I'm coming to the hallway.
or you're schooling or you ask me what I am saying about this. Again, information without scratch information is a devastation. This should have been, a, it was a teachable moment for me. I'm like, wow, God. He downloaded this to me and I didn't, he didn't speak that to me until this moment right here. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. It is okay to feel the emotion of what God is saying. That's actually a good thing because when you feel what he feels about it, whether it's joy, whether it's tears, because tears come in the form of joy, or laughter, you actually communicate it better when you actually allow yourself to feel what God is feeling. Okay? So if you're a little emotional right now, good. And emotional is not even, doesn't have to be shown in physical. If you're feeling something, Y'all, I'm feeling something. I'm trying to contain myself. I'm trying to teach, teach a class. But it is okay. I want you guys to take a second. No word is insignificant. Whether it is this big revelation or what you view as this small, simple revelation. Because God even speaks in the simple revelation. So I want you to take a minute and let's talk about both of these things with the people at our table groups. And I'm going to try to get around. If I don't get around um, this time, I'll get around next time we do this exercise. But let's talk about it. Let's go. Did it go? Like two weeks ago? He goes, 
Elisha says to Jesus, uh, to, to, to God, he says, God, I, I can't go and face Jezebel because I'm the only one that has not bowed my knees. And he's like, Elijah, get yourself together. I got, I have a hundred others who have not bowed to Baal, who are true prophets. And this is why this is important. And it took me too long to do this. Because we have to build a community that hears God. Okay? And so these exercises are going to get more intense. And they are going to open you up to the deep secrets of God. Because he wants to reveal his secrets, but we have to seek him. Seek. Secrets. Secrets. Get it? Okay. God, I'm so excited about what God's going to do in these classes. Okay? I do want to tell you just formality stuff, and then I, I do want to hear from a couple of you, then we're going to dismiss it. Uh, I do want to tell you that if you take all these, this is going to be the beginning course. Okay? I'm going to take a little bit of a break. We'll do intermediate, then advanced. But there, after the beginning courses, there will be a graduation with certificates, okay? You want to keep your certificates and stuff because when we get our building, I am going to open a school of ministry that you can use this class as credits for that school of ministry, okay? So we want to, this is where we're headed. Yeah. You guys excited? Yeah.
Let's move this. Let me see the picture. Wait, is the picture the word? Is it the word or picture? Picture. picture. Okay. Oh. All right. So, um, to me, the picture was saying uh, breaking free, flying high, no more bondage, no more shackles, letting go, being released, set free, and soaring. Amen. Anybody else at the table? I'll share. Um, when I saw that picture, I felt um, freedom, healing, God's love, renewing, peace, and fire. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Can I prophesy with this There is, there has been in churches and in the hearts of people where the dove, which is the Holy Spirit, has been caged up and has not been able to be unleashed. Yes. But now is the time for the Holy Spirit to break out. Yes and bring revival fire to break chains and bondages yes. and to blow the roof off of churches yes. that has concealed his power.
outside. That's right. Amen. And that's just confirming, that's just a confirming word. Because, you guys, who said you guys didn't hear the voice of God? Come on now. No. We have to start seeing the same. Because there is power in us seeing the same. Because she had a peace, she had a peace, he had a peace, I have a peace to get the holistic of what God is saying to us. Amen? Amen. Prophesy. God is saying through this picture. God is saying through this picture that he wants his church to seek for the old path and once we find it, he wants us to walk in. What that means is how he poured out his spirit in the book of Acts is how he wants to pour out his spirit again. Where they waited and anticipated for, to be endued with power from on high. And he's saying that time is now upon us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. Yes, thank you, Lord. So I want somebody to speak out what they Dion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give us the Reader's Digest version. What's it look like? Because he can he can tell us what the colors mean and all that just Just tell us what you saw on this. Okay. <laughs> 
And you guys see me kind of get on him a little bit because he does that, right? He has the gift to speak and then he always draws back. And so I'm going to pull that out. Just wrapping this all up, it's about freedom. It is about freedom. Surrounded by what's familiar and surrendering and reaching for the more of God. Amen. That's what it's about. And when we start to understand that there's more than what's surrounding us, we would experience the freedom that God has for us. Amen? Amen. 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 So that's 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 good. And I want each of you, just like him, we can't draw back on what God is telling us. Okay? There are some of you that did not speak because you're like, oh, what if I'm wrong? There, there was no wrong in this. This is what God was speaking to you. And some of you that didn't speak, some of the stuff I said, you had it written down. Amen? Amen. You did. And so you, you, you have to not draw back in this season. Okay? And I'll, I'll just say, like y'all, you guys saw that. Dion is a strong seer. He sees more than I do. I'm not a seer, I'm a prophet. And when, when God has entrusted you to see, and God has entrusted you with a gift, we can't keep hiding what God has blessed us with. I'm talking to everybody here. God has given you a gifting. Okay? I, I, this is how I know. God only sends me prophets or prophetic people because that's built in my DNA. Right? And so, if you are holding on to something so tightly, what if that's the piece we need to move forward? And you holding on to it? Amen. Amen. So this is about blowing the lid off of it and being ambassadors that God is calling us to be. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. All of you. I'm going to push you. Because all of you have it in you. Okay? All of you have it in you. Okay, we're dismissing. This is what I want you guys to do. You guys see those activations from day one? I need you guys to do that every single day. Okay? Every day until the next time we see each other. Every day. If you got a post on your wall, post on your wall. If you got to post it on your Facebook, post it on your Facebook. Whatever you got to do to make sure that you are doing this every day to activate A, B, and C. Okay? All right. How many of you guys enjoyed tonight? Yes. How many of you really got something out? Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm glad. And we're only going to go deeper. We're only going to go deeper. So I'm excited. Thank you guys for coming.
Um, is there any uh, announcements or anything? Come up, and then I'm going to have uh, you, Pastor Tony, come up and pray us out. After she does. Joshua. <laughs> 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 